What is up, everybody? Hope you're all doing great. Welcome back to another episode of the Was It Good Enough Movie Review Podcast. In this episode, I have an amazing movie to share, and it is on Netflix, actually. There's another Netflix property, and then one movie that I went to the theaters to see with my wife. I was on the fence about reviewing, but decided I might as well throw it on here. So, before we jump into that, in a what I'm watching kind of segment again, I started the 2000s on Netflix. And for those of you that don't know, they have these really good episodic series they come out with. And it's like the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s now. And that's the newest one. And they are actually really good. It just basically goes over what's going on in that decade. So the 60s and the 70s was interesting, obviously, because of what was going on with the government and music. And the 90s was really good. Like that was one of my favorites. But the 2000s has been amazing because the first two episodes, they cover television and how television has changed. It was changing at the time. So it's really cool. Obviously, they get into some of the darker stuff because you're covering the whole decade. So they go over the political landscape. They go over 9-11 and they just talk about all of that. So it's a really solid series if you're into to that kind of thing. And it's on Netflix. So check it out. For my first movie that I watched on Netflix, I'll be reviewing and that is Paddleton. All right, listen, how about this? How about I'm going to make a statement, and if it's a true statement, then you don't have to correct me. Is what Michael has incurable? Yeah, that's a question. You got to, it has to be a, right, state, to be a statement. statement, and then the truth. All right, so my statement is what Michael has is incurable. That's it. So I'm thinking before it gets bad, I want to end it. I don't want to change things, you know? I want to make some pizzas. I want to play some Paddleton. Now, this is an, an independent movie, like, to its core. Like, this is very uh, in the same realm as, like, The Long Dumb Road that I reviewed on the last podcast. And if you haven't listened to that, you should go check it out. The basic premise is two awkward neighbors are friends while one of them deals with having cancer. That's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. It's directed by Alex Lehman. Written by Alex Lehman and Mark Duplass. Mark Duplass also co-stars in it along with Ray Romano. And this is a movie where I feel your patience is rewarded. Because you may watch it and if this isn't your cup of tea, it's probably going to bore you. But this is very much so my cup of tea in terms of character exploration and focusing on one or two people. And I love movies like that. And as I mentioned, the long dumb road before, this is and this is very much so in the same vein. But it is a superior movie. It feels very grounded. It feels very real. And I am thankful that Netflix exists for this reason. It allows creators to create, and just allows them to do what they're going to do without studio involvement. And that really is what we got with this film. It's the best movie I've watched this year, hands down. And I believe it just hit Netflix, like, I think a week ago, maybe less. And my last few viewings of films have been very surprising because I've gotten some real home runs that I didn't expect much from. Or at the very least, I expected them to be entertaining, but didn't expect them to be great. It's been really nice. What really is the best thing about this movie is obviously the script, because... It is interesting, I and I have listened to Mark Duplass talk about this, and a lot of it was improv. Like, you would go in with a script, and sometimes there was no script for what you were doing. 
And I find that to be very interesting and very frightening at the same time. And I feel like it pays off in certain films. And this is one of those films because what they were able to capture was scary at times. It was super thoughtful. And it really allows you to build up this dread for what may or may not happen. Mark Duplass was just so great in that role. He played it very subtly. It was just a really grounded performance, and it just it blew me away. Ray Romano was magic. I mean, it's almost like he was meant to play this role. And Ray Romano is one of those guys, he's great anyway. Like, if you watch him in The Big Sick, he was so good in that movie. So it's a very simple story, but it's very layered. And having these two characters really open up those layers. The directing was solid. I really liked the camera work and it really puts you in the movie with these two guys. It puts you in their relationship. It puts you in the middle of what's going on. There is a phenomenal scene. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it is such a good scene between them, uh, your lead characters, and they're arguing over something and who's going to keep something. And it was, it was a painful scene to watch, but it was just, it was so good. Everything felt personal and deep and it just kept taking you closer and closer into what was going to happen. But you really didn't know what it would be. As I said earlier, like it does make you dread because you think you've got the movie figured out, but you don't like, you're assuming the direction it's going to go, but there's no, movies like this can take a turn sometimes. And this movie is the exact reason we need independent films. Like, this is why the indie realm exists, because this movie would have never been shown in theaters, and that's a shame. So thankfully, there is a platform out there that allows us to see it. It was beautiful and crushing at the same time. And, you know, I've said a couple times in this podcast already, I'm a sucker for certain types of movies, especially smaller movies that focus on two or three characters. It was the tale of friendship, coping with awful circumstances. The chemistry between the characters was real. It was just a tender, honest portrayal of people and life and relationships. Highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. No reason not to watch it. Check it out. I will admit it is a little bleak, but it is a solid movie. The next thing I'm going to review is actually not a movie. It is a series, and that is The Umbrella Academy. In October 1989, 43 women around the world gave birth. None of these women had been pregnant when the day first began. How much do you want for it? I have adopted six children. Gifted with abilities far beyond the ordinary. I give you the Umbrella Academy. Now, I mentioned I was watching this a few episodes ago and I would do a review when I was done. It's about a group of somewhat like heroes, like kind of. They come back together for a funeral and then the story takes off. It's based on a graphic novel. It's created by Jeremy Slater, starring a lot of people, most notably Ellen Page, Tom Hooper, and Robert Sheehan. There's a whole lot to unpack here, so I'm going to keep it brief, really, and I'm going to keep it spoiler-free. First off, hats off to Robert Sheehan. I really bashed him over Mortal Engines. He was the love interest in that movie. He was awful. 
not only was his part written terribly, he was just bad in that movie. That is not the case in this show. He stole the show from everybody as Klaus. It was very strange because it reminded me of like an older Johnny Depp performance back when Depp actually cared about what he was doing. And that's really what it was. He was a lot of fun to watch. And I really like what they did with his character. I especially love one side story kind of thing that he went on. And like I said, I'll keep spoiler free because it's 10 episodes. So I don't really want to spoil any small things or funny things for anybody. Uh, The kid who played number five was also exceptional. And for the most part, the whole cast worked together. Even the villains were likable sometimes, um, especially one in particular. I really love what they did with the relationship and and kind of the side plot with that character as well. The world they created was fun. And I normally love stuff like this. But after about halfway through, maybe six episodes, it was really starting to get old. This was just another show. You could really insert show or movie that was more focused on setting up the next season or the next sequel than it was in telling a solid story. If they would have just focused on season one and improved the writing to build this season and let the other stuff go organically, it would have worked. Movies and shows are doing more and more of that these days, and it's super annoying. Everyone's wanting to build a world or or just take these characters off into something so you can see something bigger exist. And I'm not saying it can't be done well. I mean, look at Marvel. There have been people that were able to create it, but it takes finesse. It takes a lot of writers that are working together. It takes a lot of time to build it. And that's what I feel like some of these guys are missing. And they could have built this world in a much better way if they had focused on this story and just left a trail of breadcrumbs. But they really shoehorned some stuff in towards the end, and it was very annoying. They just set up this massive world, and it had a lot of quirky characters. They did have some really solid music scenes where characters are either dancing or fighting or just going through the motions. The first episode is by far my favorite one towards the end of that episode. I feel like they just let the viewer down. The cast deserves better storytelling. They worked well together. I enjoyed a lot of the scenes with these characters, particularly when they were by themselves and you really got to know them intimately. Like, it, it, that was really cool, and they deserved better. A lot of times it was dark for the sake of being dark. There were some major issues that could have been avoided if someone had literally just talked, had a conversation. And I understand that's the whole idea behind movies and shows with the suspension of disbelief and so on, but the setup for most of the issues, it was just poorly done. And then it meanders, and then it's just done. So a lot of it rang hollow. I feel like it was a missed opportunity. It's on Netflix. It's worth watching if you're into this style of show, but if not, there's better things to watch. At the very least, you could put it on as background noise, something like that. And for those of you that didn't listen to my last episode, I should have remembered to I should have reminded everyone that the rating system has changed. That's why you're not getting stars or anything. For this one, like I said, it's on Netflix. It's free. If you're interested in the great in the rating system, check out the last episode to hear what I changed it to. The last thing I'm going to review will be very brief because I was on the fence about it. My wife and I went and saw it, so I figured let's talk about it. It's called What Men Want. And it's basically a female take on the Mel Gibson movie, What Women Want, that came out like 20 years ago or something. Uh, The entire idea was strange because what women want isn't really, it's not a classic or anything, 
So I don't really understand why they want it to do this. It's not like it's highly regarded as one of the better comedies in the last 20 years. I mean, I like Mel Gibson, but the movie doesn't age well at all. And it wasn't that funny. And the only reason it got made is because Mel Gibson was attached to it. Otherwise, it never would have seen the light of day. This version was directed by Adam Shankman, has Taraji P. Henderson, Tracy Morgan, and a few other faces you'll recognize. And honestly, it was just nothing too special. Pretty run-of-the-mill comedy with a basic story that does nothing to separate itself from the original or make something new. It was just overall weak. I mean, Henderson carries herself well, and she's funny, and she had good comedic timing, and she was by far the bright spot, but it was just your typical... I'm going to have to destroy a lot of people to find myself and then I will quickly mend these relationships kind of formulaic movie. So it was just really annoying. They had an opportunity to kind of do something cool and special and they did not do it. It really suffers the same issues as the original. A lot of stereotypes, a lot of cliches. I love the aspect of seeing it from a different perspective, like going from what women want to what men want. That idea could have been really interesting, and that's the idea that I'm going with, but they just really did not pull it off well. Wait for Netflix or Hulu? I honestly wouldn't even rent it out of Redbox. I would literally wait for it to be on one of the streaming services because it's just that kind of movie. It's a weak comedy. I mean, I guess I am glad they rated it R so you could have some fun with it and get like that level of language and vulgarity that should really come with a movie like this, so that part worked. But all in all, pretty disappointing. I would not pay for it. So anyway, guys, that'll do it. And uh, I don't know if I'll get another episode out this week because there's literally nothing coming out in theaters. I have a couple of things that I'm watching that I may or may not review. Um, But yeah, check out the 2000s on Netflix. And if you like it, you should check out the other ones because it's really cool, kind of a weird exploration of of some times that you may not be super familiar with. So aside from that, I got a couple of special episodes I'm still working on, ranking TV shows, ranking Pixar movies, just some stuff that I like. I like list. I like top fives, top threes, stuff like that. So I've got some stuff in the pipeline that I will get out in the coming weeks. Aside from that, let me know in those comments what you guys think of any of the movies I'm talking about. If you watch Paddleton, let me know in those comments because I'd love to hear what you thought of it or if you basically liked it, didn't like it, any of that. So was it good enough on Instagram? Was it good enough at gmail.com if you would like to email me? But other than that, thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you have a great rest of the week.